You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow a side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews. So let's get started. I am so happy to introduce today's featured guest, Evelyn Gogi. Evelyn is a Kenyan-American YouTube sensation that is literally blowing up the internet right now. And she can even count Beyonce, yes, Queen Bee, among her fans. But we'll get into that story a little later. Evelyn is a digital content creator with the passion for communities of the African diaspora. She's a video producer and social media manager by day and by night, produces her own YouTube channel as Evelyn from the Internet and is also co-creator of Austin While Black, a non-fiction web series dedicated to telling the stories of the city's remaining Black population. Welcome to the show, Evelyn. Thank you so much. Yay. Happy to be here. I know. I'm so happy to find that we can finally do this. So fill in the rest for us. Tell us more about who you are and what you're currently working on. So um, I live in Austin, Texas. Um, you know, live. I consider myself, you know, as a as a child of immigrants. I don't really know where I'm from. From you know what I'm saying? Like, so when people ask where are you from, it always depends on who's asking. Um, but I consider myself a Texan now. I've been here for man since I was like 12. So I moved to Austin for college and just never left. Um, and I'm a YouTuber. I do lots of stuff on the internet, both as a hobby and through my job. And I'm just trying to be and create and be part of everyone's creations when it comes to uplifting the stories of black people and black women specifically on the internet. Amen. And I think that's why you're, you resonated with me when I started. I mean, besides the fact that I was laughing hysterically, like your mission and what you're about really resonated with me. And I saw that you've been on YouTube since what, 2007? Correct me if I'm wrong. What made you first decide to start that YouTube channel? Um, well, back in the olden days, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was really, you know, I was actually making videos already. I've always made videos, whether it was on uh, like DVDs, if y'all remember those things. Um, and then when Facebook started, I started making videos on Facebook um, and sending them to my friends. But I would always get like flagged for copyright. So I was like, forget you, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm going to put my videos on YouTube, this new weird thing that I guess people are using. And I just put them on YouTube just so I could send the link to my friends. So I didn't even really register that strangers could find me. Um, it was just something that I naturally did. <laughs> it was just something that I naturally did for fun. And then through internships, through um, just working with organizations, I started putting more content on purpose on YouTube for people to find and to see. And that's how I started growing from there. Hmm. So how did the idea for Evelyn from the internet come about? Well, um, so when I first got on YouTube, I was just a, a viewer, like everybody is. Um, so I didn't really put much thought into the name of you know my YouTube account because I wasn't trying to create stuff at first. I was just watching, you know, and you could only comment on videos if you had a, an account. So when I made my account, it was Spicy E, okay? Don't laugh. Um, and 
that was like my AOL username way back in the day. So I was like, listen, I'm too tired to think of a name. I just want to comment on a video. So let me just put this name. So then years pass and like people actually watch my videos and I hate that name. You know what I'm saying? Like that name represents AOL. (laughs) Teenage me. Right. I think I was like brown sugar or something like that. (laughs) So I decided I needed to change my name and I wanted it to, I didn't want to repeat the mistake of having my name have any like adjective or descriptor that might change because my looks will change. My personality might change. You know, all these things about me might change as time goes on, but my name is never going to change. And where you know me from is never going to change. You're always going to know me from the internet. So I just put it together and said Evelyn from the internet and ran with it. And I love it. Great. So you currently, you know, you're side hustling. You don't work full time as a vlogger. How do you juggle? Um, You know, I would argue that I don't juggle <laughs> because... I post a video like every four score and seven years. So like I I don't think I'm the best juggler, you know. I pop in to YouTube when I feel excited about it, um, when I feel like I have the time. And I'm always working on many things that have nothing to do with me being in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, because my background is journalism and I'm all, always trying to um, you know, flex that muscle and never lose that skill. So I'm working on lots of things and not all of them um, translate into giving people a piece of content of my face to consume every week. So um, a lot of Google Calendar in, uh, reminders and invites and a schedule, really. But I'm not the best at it. Yeah, I've just decided balance is is, is not a real thing. So I'm going to stop trying to aim for that and let me just tell you what what's working for me and that's like okay I'm focusing on this one week and that w- went really well and now we're going to turn our focus to this other thing and I think that's the best way that I can think of to approach it right now but it also depends on your job so your full-time role you get to do digital and social content a little bit right like tell us how that works and does it overlap at all are they aware of your Evelyn from the internet's brand yeah so it's weird because I kind of grew with my job um, I was, you know, posting to YouTube while working this same job. So I had the same job for um, as long as I've been on the internet, I think. Yeah. Um, so I started as an intern and then, you know, went, went, did my own thing, left the state, came back, got a job. And that's the same job I've been having the entire time. So because um, my day job does deal with natural hair and, and it's kind of the same demographic, there is overlap. Um, in terms of what I get to do at work. So I'm very grateful for that because it's not like I have brain drain for like eight hours a day and then I'm left with, you know, being tired and like discouraged at the end of the day and I can't ever work on my own stuff. It's more of like the the opposite for better or worse. You know, I feel like I give all my great ideas um, when it comes to like care and beauty at work. So then I'm drained in a good way and I have to still figure out how to um, still have time to post my videos. So, yeah. So dare I ask if you have a content planner or set recording days in your mind, even if you don't stick to them? Okay, yeah. That was me laughing into the sky. <laughs> so I have like my little Google Doc of 
notes and video ideas, and sometimes I use the note app on my iPhone um, just to, you know, put all my ideas out there, um, and so I don't, so that I don't forget them. And then let's say I just have decided one fateful day that I'm actually going to film something. Um, I would look at the calendar and make sure I have no other like responsibilities after work um, because I, I always say I have a nine to five and then a five to whenever. So I have to make sure that schedule after work is clear. And then um, I used to just knock it all out in one evening. So I would write it, I would film it, I would edit it and post it all in the same evening. That would take like, like the rest of my night. So like six hours. Um, but now I'm trying this thing where I just, you know, take it in pieces, you know, maybe Monday after uh, Monday after work, I come home and I write it. And that only takes an hour. Um, and then Tuesday, I come home and I film it. And that takes an hour, <laughs> you know, and then the next day I edit it. So I'm right now I'm working on dividing out my time that way. Um, just because I'm so used to being an all or nothing type of creator, but that's not the best for my schedule. <laughs> I know. I'm so what you're describing is essentially batching, which is something I, I talked about as well. Like that is what is saving my sanity right now. Just thinking of it as okay, Mondays I'll record, but you know, I'll script it out on this day or I'll edit it on this other day. I'll do the social media for it because it's such a exhaustive process and I think I just got tired of being up till like two or 1 a.m. the night before um, a podcast episode drops. So I totally feel you on this, that approach. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and so you mentioned your notes and your, your um, things that you're jotting down. Like, how do you turn your authentic experiences into entertainment? So as life is happening, are you beginning to think of a blog? Like, can you not lead a normal life anymore without thinking of how to make this into a YouTube video? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so I see vlog to me in two different things. It could be, you know, any video that you put on the internet. It's a video blog um, where you're talking about a topic or whether you're, you know, describing something or a tutorial or anything. Or it could be a follow me around in my day type of video. Um, and so I kind of divide, separate those two things out when I talk about vlogging. So what I do is um, I just talk to the camera and I address the camera. And so for that, it's pretty easy. I'm never really living my life thinking of what can be a video. It's really more of what comes to me. Like I recently um, posted a video about, I think it was called like the one reason Drake wouldn't like me. And it's because I don't text back. And he had a lyric that was like, please te text back immediately or something like that. And so I was like, that just was an idea that came to me. But when it comes to follow me around in my day-to-day -day life and I film it, I started to do that. And then you're right. I realized, like, I was engineering my life to fit and make sense in a vlog. And I did, didn't like that. So um, especially, like... I live by myself, you know, I don't have any other character, quote unquote, to include in vlog, right? So I would have to make sure I'm hanging out with people on a consistent basis. I would have to make sure like I'm not by myself all the time. Um, and then I would have to be like, okay, do I want to show what I do at work? Mm, not really. 
Um, so then what do I, what is the vlog made out of since the majority of my day is at work? So I kind of let that type of vlogging fall by the wayside because it didn't seem as authentic um, for the type of life that I have. But I love watching people's vlogs and I love like being all in their business. So <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. Um, so one of the things you've done in April for the last few years now is this 30 videos in 30 days challenge. How, first of all, how do you have the bandwidth for it and what made you decide to do it and what did you learn from the process? So I do not have the bandwidth to do it, um, but I always do it. Um, and so for the month of April, it's called Veda, vlog every day in April. So for the month of April, I have no life, I have no friends, I don't do anything <laughs> or go anywhere. I literally crank out a video every single day. And it's a video that I have to actually like, um, which is difficult. So what made me decide to do that is, you know, um, that balance. I don't post regularly, but I feel like my viewers know that at least once a year, we're gonna get like a crap ton of videos in a short amount of time. So that's little my little gift to people, you know? Like I'm not gonna be here all the time, but when I am here, Here's a, a crap ton of videos. Um, and so what I learned from that process is how to work quickly, how to work on a deadline. And it really just pushes me to not doubt myself. Um, as a creative and an artist, I think everything I do is trash. <laughs> but when you have the, when you promise people that you're going to post a video every single day, it doesn't matter whether you think you're trash or not. You have to keep going and kind of fight through that wall and that block. Um, and that's something that I think is very important for creatives to do. I'm so glad you brought up how, you know, as a creative, everything you do is just trash to you because I, I struggle. I have to push through that every week because I, I hear every background noise I hear every like little thing and you're right I, I think it it first of all makes you a better creative when you can push through that and just get better as you go but it it, it is such a real thing um is it's like Erica Badu said you know <laughs> so you're right it, it's exactly like what she talks about um let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the path to your audience kind of exploding and and how intentional you were you were about that and if you weren't intentional about it how intentional you're going to be moving forward so let's start off by talking about what were some of the first steps you took to actively build out your youtube presence i am the most i i, I have been saying like i want to be the bill murray of youtube like when i'm here i'm here when i'm not i'm not but y'all love me still <laughs> and like i'm part of things here and there um, you know, I don't want to be a, a blockbuster. I want to be a, the indie flick of YouTube um, and have like a cult following. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't really build my brand on purpose. I do not know how many subscribers I have. Like that's not a thing that I look at. Um, I don't know like demographics. I mean, I I can obviously assume it's mostly black women. Women, but I don't. You know, I don't look in analytics. I don't. You know, do any of that stuff. It's just, uh, that takes the fun out of it for me. Because mm, it's all about the but pure the pure content to you. Yep, it's all about the content for me. So what do you think were, were like the key factors that helped you stand out in this crowded YouTube space when you weren't even actively trying to build a brand? No, 
No, I think it's the humor and the silliness and the fact that I I'm not really trying that that hard, you know? Like I how I although I'm not that ridiculous in real life, that's about what you see in the videos is like my personality when I'm really, really comfortable with somebody. So to the person who might meet me, I'm probably don't seem that way. <laughs> I'm really quiet um, in the cut, I like to call it, you know, I'm just in the cut. And um, so, yeah, like I, what makes me stand out in the crowd is the humor and the fact that I'm actually enjoying myself when I make these videos. And I think I, I, to keep it that way, I have to pop in when I want to. Yes. So, so I laugh at my own videos. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's yeah. That's-, that's really important. Like you should enjoy your own content. If you if you don't want to watch or listen to your own content, that's a telltale sign. Let's talk about the Beyonce moment. Okay. Can you just set the scene? <laughs> set the scene for the folks listening at home who haven't seen the video and don't have the context um, of the whole the whole the whole rundown. So you make this video, right? Walk yes. us through it. So, yeah, so Lemonade comes out. I get my life. I think that night I film like a review video, like a response video. Uh, I get my entire life because it's part of that vlogging every day in April. So that night I still had to make a video, even though I spent however long watching Lemonade. I think I watched it three times. <laughs> so when I got home, I had to still come home and make a video. So, of course, I had to review Lemonade. And then... Um, you know, time passes. Um, people <laughs> enjoy the video. Um, I I post it on Facebook, and it's getting a lot of views on Facebook. And then one fateful day, day um, I think it was Mother's Day. So like Mother's Day evening or something like that. I'm at my mom's house, and I get a text from a friend. And it's just like an expletive. Like, it's just like, <laughs> beep! Like, whoa, what is wrong? <laughs> His next text is a video. And so I'm watching this video and I'm like, ah, that's my face? Um, where are you right now? He was like, this is, I'm at the Houston show, the Houston Beyonce concert. And, and, ah, I just, you know, um, I lost it. And so me and my brother, ran around the neighborhood in the middle of the night right. for like an hour, just like <laughs> screaming. And I, you know, made a video about my reaction to seeing my video right. at the Beyonce show. So. Like with the asthma pump, like almost had an asthma attack. <laughs> that was crazy. And I also, I went to see the show in Baltimore. And when your face came up, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, I mean, I know that moment had to at least shift it how you think about things a little bit, right? Like you, you realize that if your video can get to Beyonce, like you're having a greater impact than just you, you know, alone in your apartment making videos for fun. I mean, I was telling somebody and I've said this a couple of times, like I disassociated from myself. So even right now we're talking about it. I don't really know that we're talking about me. Like, what's that mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I saw the video, but like, what, what does that mean? So it's weird. It, it's definitely, I mean, it hit me, it hits me in waves. 
<laughs> so yeah. sometimes what's that me? And then sometimes like, yeah, that's me. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> so um yeah, it's just a, it's just a weird feeling. It's weird because I knew I knew Beyonce would see it. Like when I made that video, I'm like, I know Beyonce's gonna see it. Really? But I didn't. I would have never imagined that she would use it for something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so what has changed in your approach to business? I haven't really changed that, you know? Um, at first I thought like, man, this is my time. I need to like post so many more videos so much frequently. And I'm like, no, like I am physically and emotionally not capable of doing something when I'm not inspired. Like it's not going to make sense. It's not going to translate through the screen. So I'm still on my same schedule of maybe you see me, maybe you won't. Um, and the content won't change. Um, I feel like I'm grateful because I haven't really boxed myself into any particular topic or any, you know, genre of YouTube, I guess. I mean, I do talk to the screen versus like tutorials and stuff, but I don't know. It hasn't really changed how I, how I work. Um, but a lot of cool opportunities have come out of it. And so what has changed is like how I, how I deal with the incoming, you know, noise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and we'll get to that in a second, the incoming noise, but you, you're at an interesting place where it's like you, your brand awareness and your popularity is growing a little bit faster than maybe your monetization strategy. So can you talk a little bit about that in terms of, you know, you should definitely capitalize on this brand, but you're, you're not, it doesn't sound like you're in a space yet where you're doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. Monetizing online content is easy, but monetizing online content in a sustainable way that won't like bite you in the butt later is what's not easy. So even before Beyonce, there were always going to be opportunities to like do a sponsored video about like some video game that I don't even play on my phone or like some, some product that has nothing to do with me. So you can all, it's easy to monetize these days. There's always ways to monetize, but is that going to translate into the type of viewers that you want? Um, you know, that's a question that you always have to ask yourself. Is it going to launch me into the things I want to do? after YouTube ends or after I don't feel like doing YouTube anymore, that's a question that I always have to answer. So um, I'm working on, like I don't necessarily want to monetize videos as much as I want to have a job, you know, have Mm -hmm. a career um, and have me myself be the, the monetization thing, not necessarily the, the medium, you know? So the media, the, the platform might change. And so that's why um, I prefer to take my time with figuring out what makes the most sense. Because also, another thing is a lot of people assume that I want to be a YouTuber, like, <clears throat> as my job, and I don't. Um, I have no interest in being in front of the camera as my 100% job. It is something that I enjoy doing and I would like to earn an income from, but there are so many more things behind the camera that I'm interested in. And so figuring out how to parlay this into the things that I actually want to do is what takes time. So, yeah. 
That it's so, I'm so glad you brought that up as well, because one of the things I, I think it's really important to do when you're trying to figure out what your side hustle that you might want to build out one day is, is there are lots of things you might like to do and might even be good at, but that doesn't mean you want to do it on cue or on command for money, you know, with someone else dictating how it should be. Um, I hate like, ooh, I hate when people tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> It's it's the worst, but you know, moving right along because we both need our jobs. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about um, you. I saw that you, you know, I talked about the social media stalking that I must do, the research that I must do as part of my background uh, research for this <laughs> for this as a podcast host. So I saw you and C C on Snapchat, and I interviewed C for my um, episode, one of my earlier episodes. So it's so cool to see two vloggers and, you know, YouTube tubers that I really um, enjoy and respect your work together. So talk about that. Like, is there an inner circle of, of creators and how did you guys meet and how do you think about collaboration? You know, there is an inner circle of creators, but I'm not part of it. Um, <laughs> someone who doesn't live in LA or New York, like I am not in the mix. At all. And it's an interesting thing to see how people perceive YouTubers in YouTube success. I am a small YouTuber, you know, like it's this weird feeling to know like, okay, sure, Queen B knows who I am, but not that many people do, you know, like in the grand scheme of internet um, and even internet fame on YouTube, I'm small. And I'm pretty niche, you know what I'm saying? So the I'm not really, I don't feel like I'm part of a circle. You know, I live like in the buckshot middle of nowhere compared to New York and LA. And so when it comes to collaborations, it's really just about fostering relationships over a long period of time. So I'm a personal fan of C.C. I think everything she does is hilarious. She's hilarious. She's one of those people who you cannot replicate. Like, there's just something about the way she talks, her her style of communication, that no one else can do what she does. And so I admire that about her. And so whenever I'm, I'm in L.A., that was only the second time I've ever met her. Oh, okay. So, Interesting. Um, I try to just reach. Yeah. So I try to just reach out to people that I'm a fan of when I'm in their when the when I'm in their place and um, and we collaborate that way. Oh, cool. So speaking of collaborations, you know, going back to that point about the the incoming noise now that you know more people have seen your videos. How how have you collaborated with brands or artists? Have others approached you for collaboration? And if so, how do you plan to preserve the integrity of your own message? You know, um, when it comes to collaborating brands, I don't feel bad at all for saying no, because I don't feel like, because brands are people, you know, <laughs> like brands are, it's a corporation and they want, want to make money. They want to make money off you specifically, you know? So if it doesn't make me feel good, empowered, like anyone who watches me care about what it is that I'm talking about, I pass, you know, um, if it doesn't really further my dreams or further um, what I want to try in life, you know, it's a it's a firm no, and I don't feel bad about that. But when it's like an individual who wants to collaborate, where I have to explain, like, I need to know who you are first, you know, like, yeah. you can't just collaborate, you know, with a perfect stranger. And so it, it, it takes time to figure out 
Like, I, I believe every, you know, individual that I've collaborated with, they're my friends. And so it takes becoming someone's friend to collaborate. And that's fine. So, yeah. I think I'm really glad we had this chat because what you bring and present to the show is really a, a good angle. And, and the fact that you can be in a place where... Maybe you don't want to monetize yet, but you really should still explore your gift and start creating anything. Just start putting yourself out there and clarifying what your potential side hustle could be. So do you have tips for people who are just like brain drain every day in the nine to five and they are not tapping into the interests that are burning inside of them? Okay, so I would say to... To do that, you have to remove the concept of success. So your passion is your passion, whether anybody sees it. You know, your passion is your passion, whether or not you can pay a light bill with your passion. And so I I truly believe that I would still make videos if nobody watched them. Because for a long time, nobody was watching them. And And I still made them. So... I would just say it's it's don't think of your passion as having to be a side hustle. It doesn't have to be. It can be something that helps you wind down before you go to bed. For me, making videos is something it's, it's like free therapy. You know what I'm saying? I can talk <laughs> I can talk out my problems, I can make myself laugh, I can cheer myself up, and it just so happens that I enjoy doing that in a way that's also entertainment for other people. So I would just say if you, have, if you suffer from that brain drain, just remember that your your passion is yours. And sure, other people might enjoy it and other people might buy it or pay for it. But if it's not yours first, then it's not good. That's such great advice. So well said. Thank you for that reminder, too, because I sure enough was blogging before anybody would read my my little post. So <laughs> that is just that's the best advice. Um, and then finally, before we go into the lightning round, can you talk a little bit about what's next for Evelyn from the Internet? You talked about wanting to explore a little bit more behind the camera. So what are you thinking for the future? I'm just really interested in being part, in collaborating, being part of other people's projects. So I am in front of the camera. I am making a cameo appearance in an upcoming web series called NECA the Uber Driver, um, made by Fum Fum Co. here in Austin, Texas. She's a great filmmaker, and she made a viral video called NECA the Uber Driver. And so she's turning it into a web series, and I'm popping in for a couple mini Um What else? Um, I'm getting into like travel vlogging. I want to do a lot more traveling and showing people to many different places, whether it's in Texas or in the U.S. or around the world. Um, I want to get better at filmmaking and documentary filmmaking. So I'm working on a documentary with someone else. And then I'm also going to be working on a documentary with Austin Wild Black to turn that web series into a full doc. And, you know, just uploading on my YouTube channel whenever I feel like it. And um, writing more. I'm going to start writing more. So, yeah. Cool. Cool beans. All righty. So let's get into the lightning round. You know the drill. Just answer the first thing that comes to mind. We have about four questions today. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Number one. 
What's a resource that has helped you in your business that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? 100% Google Calendar. Because if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. And if that is just, I have avoided many, many a tragedy by just putting things on my calendar. Got it. Number two, what's been the best business book or podcast episode or in-person event that you've consumed this year? Um, well, this is a YouTube channel. I watch Marie Forleo on YouTube and I love her interviews that she has with really powerful, successful people. And I just love the way she she brings information to her viewers. So Marie Forleo TV on YouTube. I love Marie Forleo. <laughs> Um, which leads us into the next question. Number three, who inspires you and why? Other than Marie. Um, who inspires me? I'm inspired by many different like black actresses, but specifically Regina King, because I see her as like a Renaissance woman. She acts in dramas. She acts in comedies. She's a voice actor. Like she's just out here you know like she and she's been part of like my childhood you know boys in the hood higher learning friday all these movies she's like she's been everything she's been there and she does yes she does everything she's been everywhere and she does it well like she's good at everything she does and so i'm a big fan of regina king and i want to be here when i grow up (laughs) oh wow that's a that was a cool one i didn't expect that and you're so right regina has Practically, like she has the longest running career of anybody, and she really deserves way more awards. Um, but yeah, she's she's definitely one to look up to. And then finally, number four, what's your parting advice for women creators, entrepreneurs, and hustlers? I would say, and I learned this a couple of years ago, and when I realized this, it changed my whole life. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. Okay, my advice is to take the word aspiring out of your vocab take it out your twitter bio take it out your linkedin you either are a writer or you're not you either are you know a podcast host or you're not like i think people put aspiring to mean like oh one day when i grow up i will be a successful writer and i'm like no like you're a writer now you know you you might be a beginner you might be new to writing or whatever your craft is but you're not an aspiring writer. You are a writer. So you need to, my advice would be to own your title, to own your craft and not worry about whether you're, you're new or not or whether you're, you know, popping in the game. So my advice is take out the word aspiring from everything. <laughs> yes. I'm like beating my chest right now, but trying not to get that on the microphone. Like, yes. <laughs> Yes, I love that. And, and and what a great note to end on. On that note, oh, I love that. All right. So what's the best way that we can connect with you after this episode? Yes. So um, I am the most active on Twitter. And my Twitter is at EVZ. And it's spelled E-V-E-E-E. <laughs> <laughs> You know you gotta give us a second option. <laughs> it is E V five E's Z Y E V Z. 
That's my Twitter. It's off brand because I just need people to work a little harder to <laughs> and then <laughs> and then on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, I'm Evelyn from the Internet. And, and that's where you can find me. Yay. Awesome. So thank you so much for joining us in the guest chair today, Evelyn. Thank you. Uh, a blast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a blast. All right. And there we have it. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And if you want to hear more from me, you can find me online at SideHustlePro.co and on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at SideHustlePro. Talk to you next week.